Life's too short. Life's too damn short. So, eat everything. Try anything. Exercise. Experience all that life has to offer. Here's exercise physiologist, medical journalist, and healthy talk host, Melanie Cole, MS. So if you're trying to lose weight or otherwise change your diet, planning meals and snacks is an important tool to help you manage what you eat. Given that schedule changes, we all have things that come up at the last minute. Unexpected situations can occur throughout the day, and even the best laid plans can fail. My guest today, Dr. Brian Parr, he's Associate Professor of Exercise and Sports Science at the University of South Carolina, Aiken, is here to help us figure out what to do when those things crop up that are unexpected and we just mindlessly eat or feel like we're hungry when maybe we're really not. Welcome to the show, Dr. Parr. So let's start with the planning phase. Even though we're going to veer off because it doesn't always go as planned, let's start with planning to eat healthy for one day. Yeah, I, I think a key to beginning that is starting off with something healthy to eat in the morning. Um, you know, they say breakfast is the most important meal of the day, and for some people, I think that's more of a natural fit than others. But I certainly think if you head into your day with some food on board, it can help you resist cravings and feelings of hunger a little bit later. Um, obviously, avoiding sugars, um, complex carbohydrates, whole grains, protein, fat, the traditional you know, eggs and toast and bacon um, is, is probably a good way to start the day. Probably a donut and a mocha caramel sugary latte, probably not. Well, certainly that's when people turn dessert into their breakfast. Yeah, that's it's, right. That's exactly. You know, it, it becomes a piece of cake instead of your cup of coffee, which could kind of get you going. So you said eggs and bacon or toast or something like that. I mean, eggs to me, Dr. Power are one of the perfect foods. And every day when I'm trying to feed my kids a healthy breakfast, we do a parfait or we do always, almost always an egg, maybe a little piece of avocado or peanut butter toast along with it and a bowl of fruit. So, you know, I try and include all of the healthy choices on the plate, but not everybody has the time to do that. So what about the time factor that goes into breakfast? Everyone's in a hurry in the morning. Yeah, I think having something prepared that you can take with you is always going to be better than trying to pick something up along the way, right? And I think that's a pitfall people um, kind of find themselves in sometimes is they, they think, well, I'll just grab something quick, and that almost ends up being something unhealthy. So that might mean planning your breakfast the night before, um, before you go to bed. Um, it doesn't have to be, you know, a sit down at the, at the table in the kitchen and eat a full meal, but certainly I think for most people getting something um, even if it's something portable, um, to get them started, get them through the morning is really going to help out later in the day. Well, sure. So planning the night before, that's always a great, great way to do it. And we do that. I make the bowl of fruit the night before. Maybe I make the parfait, get it ready, and then add the granola or the muesli or nuts and dried cherries or something the next morning so they don't get mushy. So planning the night before is a great way. And grab-and-go, what about grab-and-go? Because breakfast is a big grab-and-go meal. Yeah, it is. I, I think as long as you're grabbing something um, that's appropriate, grab-and-go works fine. The problem is when you find yourself at a fast food place, at a donut shop, at a convenience store, and you try and grab-and-go there, you're going to have a, a lot bigger problem. Um, you know, what you were saying about you know preparing the fruit ahead of time, 
you know, you can all, a lot of fruit is portable, right? So you can eat that on the go. I've been giving my kids in the morning a cheese stick. My kids love eating cheese sticks. That's a, a good thing to eat. It's got lots of protein, no sugar, and it, it's something they can eat on the car ride to school if they're behind schedule and, and missed having the, the breakfast that I wanted them to eat. Yeah, so that's good. Cheese stick, I mean, banana, one of the perfect grab-and-go foods in the world, really, is just, you know, people tend to want to think of things like granola bars and Pop-Tarts and stuff like that. Yeah, that's right. So, you know, those are not the best ways, right? That's exactly right. And I think the thing that people need to be realistic about is what are they going to do in the long term? It's one one thing to trick yourself into eating a a good sit-down breakfast every morning, but kind of thinking as you're doing it, my goodness, I'm never going to make this last. I think it would be better to invest that time into to figuring out what it is that you can pick up and take with you when you head out the door in the morning, rather than trying to fit something into your schedule that just isn't, isn't going to work. Um, and so the idea of, of eating the breakfast like you described is great, but for a lot of people that just isn't realistic, and that's okay. Uh, the key is that people need to figure out what's going to work for them and what's the kind of thing that they can they can do so that they don't have to fall back on the convenience foods and the Pop-Tarts and so forth. So then we plan out the day. Maybe you bring your lunch to work with you. Maybe, you know, kids, we always give kids the snacks in the backpack or packing our kids that healthy lunch. Now, then they don't have a choice. The kids we're good with. If we've packed their lunch, they got to eat it or trade it or whatever it is, if they have money on their card, maybe they can buy some crap from the school cafeteria. But otherwise, <laughs> they're stuck eating what we send them. So what about those of us that bring lunch to work and planning that in advance and then veering off to the candy bowl that someone keeps on their desk? Yeah, so I think the key is when you plan your kids' lunch, plan your lunch too, right? You get everything set out, and then it's there, and it's, it's ready to go. I think the pro- I think people are good about that. I think people, by and large, are good about planning what they're going to eat. What I worry about is when things go wrong. So what if you're at work and um, someone says, oh, it's you know a co-worker's birthday and you need to um, go out to lunch for their birthday. So you had your healthy lunch packed, and now all of a sudden you're going to end up at a restaurant somewhere that you didn't plan on and you need to figure out how to, how to salvage your good meal planning in that situation. Or, like you said, the candy dish, someone brings treats to work or the office. Um, how are you going to manage that? And I think, I think that's where people need to be creative, right? Saying no is hard to do, um, but coming up with a plan B on the go is, is something that's really critical for people being able to stick with their diet. So how do we plan that plan B? And, and, and like we said, things change and schedules change. And, oh, my God, I don't have time to microwave the rice bowl with black beans that I brought to work because now they've called a meeting at the last minute. So now I need to grab something. Yeah, I, I think having a, a plan B survival kit is a good idea. I, I, someone that I worked with on a program used to carry an extra bag with healthy snacks with her. Um, she most days didn't eat them, but she had them with her in case, something happened and she missed a meal or got stuck somewhere where she didn't have uh, access to the food that she wanted to be able to eat. And these were things that, that you know, an apple or a banana or something that could stay in there for a couple of days um, that she'd have on hand if she needed it. And, and that's the kind of planning ahead I think people need to do. Not just plan for the meal, but plan for what if you get hungry halfway through the morning or what if you get hungry halfway through the afternoon? 
And I think having kind of that plan B survival kit is a, a good idea. And what can be in that? Now, sometimes, Dr. Parr, people don't want to bring bananas because they yeah. squish. And oh, then they're, sure, yeah. you know, then they're all mushed and then nobody wants to eat them or they get brown in your backpack or your yeah. briefcase yeah. or something along those lines. So what are some of those plan Bs that we can bring that we don't have to microwave or we don't have to, that can be a quick, easy grab and go? Yeah, sure. Um, I think fruit like apples tend to hold up pretty well um, and, and they're pretty portable. I love nuts. Almonds, I think, are a, a great snack, but really Me any too. nut, is, as long as it's not covered in sugar or chocolate, it's probably you're on the right track with that. Um, I think, you know, something made with, with whole grain bread, so maybe it's, you know, a peanut butter sandwich, something like that, that, that you could take with you that would work. I think vegetables are great. I think a lot of times that people get hungry, they, they just want to eat something and you know, if you can mindlessly eat carrot sticks or celery sticks, that's way better than mindlessly eating cookies or, or chips. So that's a good idea, to bring those kinds of snacks that just in case that will last in your backpack during the day or your briefcase, something that maybe doesn't have to be kept cold, like those cheese sticks and nuts, making yourself a nice trail mix. And it's okay to shove some of those little tiny pieces of chocolate that come with some of those trail mix because that keeps us happy in the day. Oh, for sure. And, and there's nothing wrong with, um, with having that as part of a snack. I think the issue would be if you eat that snack and then follow it up with a chocolate bar, you're probably headed in the wrong direction at that point. Yeah, so that's for sure. Now, what else would we be looking for? Do we know if we're hungry or if we're just thirsty or we're bored or we're mindlessly eating? Yeah, I, I think it's probably a combination of all of those things. And, and I think we've all had the experience of, of just feeling restless or feeling bored and needing something to do, and eating seems to be a good idea, right? So finding something to do instead of eating. Um, someone told me one time that she figured out that her issue was she wasn't really hungry, she was thirsty. So she'd go and drink a big glass of water, and she told herself, after I drink a big glass of water, if I'm still hungry, I'll get myself something to eat. And she almost never was hungry after that. Um, for other people, it's they just need something to do, right? So maybe the walk to get a snack, it's more the walk than the snack that makes people feel better. And so finding something to do until that feeling passes, uh, I think, is, is pretty important. Whether that's getting up and moving around, which you know is good for a, a host of other reasons, too, right? We want people getting up and moving around. Um, or getting something to drink, obviously not a sugary, high-calorie drink, but you know, water or, or something unsweetened. Um, would be a, a good first step. And then if you're still hungry after that, then you can start thinking about what maybe to have. And then that's why having snacks on hand, and, and I think nuts and, and vegetables are, are really good things to have around. And one common sort of mistake that people make is when those laid plans go to waste and, and things change, they just say, okay, I'm just not going to eat. But then by 3, 4 o'clock, they're starving and they binge or they yeah. go home to eat with all good intentions to eat this great healthy dinner with salmon and rice and all these things. And then before you know it, there's a piece of pizza sitting in front of them that's loaded up with everything. So, I mean, what about skipping those meals? Because sometimes people think that's the way to clear this up. Yeah, I, I think, you know, some people can get by with that and that works for them. But for a lot of people, exactly what you described tends to happen. I think if you find yourself in a place where you're not going to be able to find the kind of food that you want to be eating, um, 
give yourself a little bit of a break. Pick something that you like. Maybe that's your treat meal for the week. Um, but limit the portion sizes. I, I think trying, you know, at a lot of restaurants especially, or, or if it's a, an event somewhere where you're trying to eat at a buffet or something, trying to find healthy food, you're going to drive yourself crazy. And maybe the best approach in that case is, is just limit the portion sizes. Try to eat less of it, enjoy what you have, and, and get back on track for the next meal. Well, that's a great bit of advice that my mother used to give because she lost 120 pounds on tops, take off pounds sensibly. Mm -hmm. And back when she did it, she said, you can't deny yourself those things. You just have to try and portion control. If you need to eat that piece of pizza, just have one piece of pizza or cut it in half or a half a corned beef sandwich and take most of the corned beef out just so you get the taste. Because I think people think it's an all or nothing gig. You either have it or you don't. Yeah, it, that's exactly right. And I also think that when people deny themselves, all they're doing is making that craving even stronger for the next time they have a chance. And so a couple of cookies turns into a package of cookies, right? And, yeah. And so I think, you know, with, you know, with, with meals, desserts, snacks, sometimes you've got to treat yourself and, and limit the damage by keeping the, the serving sizes small. I really think when you look at, at people who are trying to lose weight, half of the problem usually is just eating too much in general. And the other half probably is, is the types of food. So, you know, if you're cutting back portions, even if you're not eating the, the perfect food for your diet, cutting back on those portion sizes is really going to do yourself some favors. So wrap it up for us. Best advice on, on not straying and having a plan for when hunger strikes and being able to identify the difference, Dr. Parr, between hunger, thirst, boredom, mindless, restlessness, whatever it is that makes you grab these unhealthy choices, and what we can do about them, how to plan for this, and then plan for plan B. Yeah. So everyone is going to have their own trigger that makes them hungry, whether it's really that they're hungry, whether it's a craving for something that they like or that they see someone else eating. Um, it might just be that they're bored, and, and everyone needs to figure out for themselves what those triggers are for them, and then find out what to do instead. And that could be going for a walk. It could be getting something to drink. It could be finding something to do in the meantime. I think having a plan to begin with is really important, and, and you and I both know that the people who tend to plan out what they're going to eat and the activity they're going to do tend to do better sticking with those plans. Um, but even the best plans are going to fall apart at some point. And, and having a plan B, having some backup snacks, backup food, something to do instead, is going to make a big difference for a lot of people. Um, and I think the other important thing is to realize that no matter how carefully you plan and how good your intentions are, nobody is going to be perfect at this. And you've got to give yourself a break when things don't go well. Absolutely. And it's just such great advice for all of us to hear because in these stressful times, we, we eat mindlessly, we're running around, everybody's so busy. And so plan ahead, as Dr. Parr says, and then have a plan B, a backup plan. If your plan A, you know, just doesn't pan out, make sure you're making these things in advance, planning your kids' breakfasts and lunches the night before because nobody has time in the morning you're running around. So planning is the best way to assure that you at least have something right there. And remember, there are some other things. Don't eat at your desk. Stay away from the candy bowl on somebody else's desk. Try not to have these kinds of mindless activities that add those calories up. Boy, it sure is easy, easy. 
to add those calories up. This is Melanie Cole, and if you want to get involved in these conversations, remember to rate and review on iTunes, because that way we can all get involved, and like-minded people, we can all have something to say about these topics, because they are common topics, something that we all run into every single day, and we're all thinking along those same lines, so get involved with us. Thanks so much for listening to Life's Too Short. I'm Melanie Cole. Stay well.